Good afternoon. Thanks for joining Extreme IO V Roundback session here today. My name is Chandamoy Mondal. I am with Dell EMC Storage Solutions team. Extreme IO is a purpose-built all-flash array that is designed from the ground up to take full advantage of the flash media. It offers consistently high performance with low latency, irrespective of the type of workload you throw at it, the number of workload, the uh, life cycle of the workload. It also offers unique inline all the time data reduction capabilities leading to very high storage efficiencies. And its modular design helps you to start really small from couple of SSDs to scale up and scale out with literally petabytes of storage in a single cluster. And finally, Xtreme.io is known for Xtreme.io virtual copies, which solves the copy data management problem in a very efficient way. It integrates with various applications with automation and orchestration capabilities that leads to application admins managing their copies, creating snapshots, uh, creating application consistent copy, and changing their application workflows. So let's take a little bit dive into all these four aspects. As I said, the basic unit of Xtreme.io is called an Xtreme.io X-Brick. It comes with two controllers and a DAE. You can start with as small as 18 SSDs, and you can keep adding SSDs to the DAE for a full X-Brick to offer up to 230 terabyte raw storage capacity. Now, when you need to grow further, you can actually scale out linearly, both for performance and for capacity, adding more X-Bricks into the cluster non-disruptively, scaling up to 920 terabyte of raw capacity. Now, when you consider the data reduction efficiencies, a single XtremeIO cluster can go up to nearly like five petabyte of effective capacity. So as you see, you can start really small, but then scale up and scale out to petabytes of storage. How do we do it? Part of XtremeIO is what we call a content-aware metadata engine. Now, we do not store data based on their logical addresses. We actually do data placements based on the content. Think of it this way. As the data come in, we chunk them into blocks. And for each block, we apply a fingerprinting generation uh, algorithm. This algorithm acts on this block of data and creates a fingerprint. Now, the characteristics of this is, if two blocks are identical, the generated fingerprint will be exactly the same. However, if two blocks of data differ even by one bit, the generated fingerprint will be completely different. There is no correlation. So this random nature helps us distribute the data evenly. 
And let me show you how it happens with a very simple example. As you see, here are various data blocks. There are two data blocks in blue that have the same fingerprint because they are completely identical. Now, if you look at it, these are hexadecimal numbers. And we can actually devise a pretty nifty addressing scheme so that we can distribute this data evenly throughout the cluster, irrespective of how large the cluster is. So it helps us, like when we scale, no matter how large we scale, we can have an inherently balanced cluster. We can completely eliminate hotspots from this entire cluster. And we can actually offer the same full performance to every lab that is on the array. How we can make this happen? Uh, these hexadecimal numbers, the start, starting values of these hexadecimal numbers are 16, right? 0 to f. Now let's imagine a scenario where we have two x bricks with four controllers. So we can distribute these 16 hex characters into groups of four, with each controller being responsible for four of those starting values. Now if I go back to my original example, you can see based on the first hexadecimal digit, we can decide which controller is going to uh, take ownership of this particular block. For example, the first one starting with two goes to controller one of x brick two. Uh, the last one, blue block uh, with starting digit nine goes to controller two of x brick one of the uh, lower left hand corner. So as this data come in, we apply this technique and put these data blocks in the appropriate position. And because of the inherent randomness, it gets evenly distributed, spanning the entire set of controllers, entire set of SSDs. Now look at this uh, duplicate data block, right? We have seen this data before. So when we detect the same fingerprint, all we need to do is update the metadata without actually writing anything to the SSDs. So for us, when the data is duplicated, we actually eliminate it, uh, committing the writes from memory, and then uh, actually just metadata updates in memory. So everything is done in the control plane itself for duplicate data, and we can offer faster writes when uh, writes at the memory speed when duplicate data is involved. Now, how does this relate? The other part of this is we keep all of our metadata in memory. These metadata are, are very granular. Now, as we scale, all the X-bricks are connected through an RDMA fabric. So the entire uh, memory is effectively a global shared pool with all controllers having access to this entire memory pool with the same speed. This helps us for every controller to participate in every LAN, in every IO processing, and keep the uh, cluster balanced, no matter whether you have like one X-brick or four X-brick, so on and so forth. And it also uh, has some benefits in terms of this data reduction technologies. We get this data reduction technology in memory in line. 
because it's always done in the data path almost as a side effect of this intelligent content-based addressing scheme. Now, what does it manifest? So for example, you need to clone VMs, be it in a VDI environment or a private cloud type environment. Now, when VAAI xcopy uh, command comes in, for us, all we need to do is update the metadata in memory because we do not write anything to the SSD layer unless it's unique. And by definition, when you are cloning, you are copying, there is nothing unique about it. So for us, cloning actually happens at memory speed in the control plane without touching the SSDs, without touching the data plane. So the beauty of the scheme is not the SSDs, but the 100% in-memory metadata and how we are managing it. And another side benefit is the uh, extreme IO copies. As I said, the copies, all it will involve is updating the metadata pointers in memory without consuming any extra capacity in the SSD layer. And these copies offer the same performance as the production volumes. And you can create any topology with these copies. In fact, you can actually get rid of your original volume and run workloads on these copies. So it becomes an efficient tool in the copy data management problem. So you have a database for each database. Typically, there are at least like eight to 10 copies for test dev, uh, analytics, backup, you name it. So with Extremios scale out uh, performance and the XVCs, not only we make sure you can run all these workloads, all the copies uh, in the same platform, but also we offer orchestration and automation with applications like Oracle, uh, SQL Server, etc., so that the application admins can actually create those copies, not only create those copies, but also they can schedule, refresh, rollback, all those things. And using the REST APIs, you can actually uh, automate these processes to create self-service for your IT admins. Now, as far as the VMware ecosystem is concerned, we, we have a lot of integrations points ranging from our VSI plugin that is right in the vCenter. From your familiar vCenter interface, you can do all of your storage uh, management and monitoring operations. Here I have a screenshot of the uh, Extremio vRealize orchestrator plugin. Using the plugin, you can actually create your storage workflows like volume creation uh, or like creating copies, all those things. And for Extremio, we have actually published a lot of these uh, best practices as well as reference architectures. As I was mentioning, that small two controller 18 SSDs can actually host up to 4,000 desktops. We have actually tested it in real production environment and have published uh, reference architectures that you can refer for your uh, deployment purposes. So to sum, it, to sum it up, because of its intelligent 100% in-memory content-aware metadata engine, uh, inline all the time data reduction uh, technologies, you can consolidate 
not only your production workload, but also your test dev, reporting, analytics, a lot of these workloads onto the same platform, meeting your SLS and uh, lowering your capacity footprint, simplifying your uh, infrastructure. So with that, with the time I have left, I'll take questions, and I know you have one. So, yes, so the question is, suppose you have one X brick with data evenly laid out. Now, you are adding another X brick, what happens? I keep claiming that uh, it will be balanced, right? So what happens here? So as soon as you add another X brick to the cluster, uh, the mechanism in terms of like which fingerprints will be belonging to which controller, that gets done, uh, taken care of like dynamically right at that point. So all the uh, data blocks that are coming in from that point onwards will be distributed according to the new uh, uh, address spacing. However, in the background, as like the, all the data that were in the original XBRIC, that will also be moved around so that when you are going from uh, 24 SSDs to like 48 SSDs, the data will be eventually migrated over. But the key point here is, as this thing happening in the background, all of your applications will actually be able to get all the SLS that they were seeing. There will be no impact to any of your SLS, any of your applications. With the performance headroom that it has, it will be able to surface not only the incoming IOs, but also the IOs that are necessary to rebalance the uh, cluster once the new uh, XBRIC is introduced. I'm out of town, so I'll take rest of the questions on the side uh, as a courtesy to the next presenter. Thank you.